podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 92 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Hope everybody is well. And just before I, I really get into my flow of things, I just need to let you know I've done something stupid. Um, before I started recording the podcast, I had a wee itchy leg and I had like a bite on my leg. Not like a like a sexy bite that somebody did to me in the throes of passion, but like a bite from like a, some kind of flying creature. And I just picked it, you know, because... I felt like it, and then now I'm fully uh, bleeding to death, so it seems. So, I mean, you know, hopefully we'll get to the end of this podcast. Um, if not, you know, guys, it's been it's been fun knowing you, you know, but, um, yeah, I'm gonna, there's a strong smell of coppers in the air. That's how much blood there is. Good to know that there's good oxidi- oxidization, carbonation. I don't know. Did single word science, but I'm sure some of that's, Right, but there's all I'm saying is, there's there's oxygenated blood going around my body there, which is is a positive sign. Um, so yeah, how are we doing? Are we all good? You have a few uh, um things to tell you about this week, so I do, which is helpful, because I mean, if I did a podcast with nothing to tell you, it would be a shitter than usual. Listen, really, wouldn't it? But um, I've been a busy, busy boy this week. A busy boy, a busy bee, a busy boo boo, a busy bear. You know, lots of podcasts, did a gig at Lavery's Comedy Club. You know, it's just been a nice week. I've been doing stuff most nights. I had Shane back on Boytown with me this week. Um, he'd been here, he'd been there, he'd been back, he'd been away again, but now he's back, and it was a good episode. Um, it's nice to have him back at my side. You know, it's like this weird podcast. It's fine to do it by myself, but the Boytown one's weird. Do you know what I mean? Um, because I wanted to, to not be... Just this podcast, and then that because obviously that would leave Boytown listeners going like, "This is a bit weird," and also my weird listeners going, "Why do you have nothing to talk about in the weird podcast?" And I'd be like, "Hey, guy, because I just fucking blew all my beans on Boytown, didn't I? Fuck's sake!" But no, Shane was back, and we actually recorded the wee the sneaky extra Patreon listen listeners podcast. So if you're a, a listener of the Boytown podcast and you're, you're subscribing to that Patreon, you get a wee listen to the extra podcast we're going to do a month. Um. In terms of my Patreon listeners, major shout out to the Patreon squad. You know yourselves by now. Um, no new new Patreon since last week, but you know it is what it is. We we, we just move on. We par forward. But what I'm going to say to you, what's going to happen, um, pretty soon for my Patreon people is, I'm going to be putting my entire dacho on the Patreon. That's what's going to be. There'll be some clips here and there coming out of it for just like social media or whatnot. But the entire show, the full hour and a bit, is going to be on Patreon. Or I might even edit it down slightly below an hour. But whatever it is, there'll be a full run, will be on Patreon. So if you want to see that, that's where to go. Become a proper weirdo. Get on that. You know, also, um, I've been looking at a few other wee things this week. I alluded to the pod- on the podcast last week that I may be doing a live show. I can confirm that is going to happen. There will be a live episode 100 of the Weird Podcast I'll stop and let everyone go, ah, yes. Details are as follows. It will be in the green room of the black box because I like it in there. I feel like it's nice and intimate. I like Graham who books the gigs in there. He does that on my behalf, which is nice. And it's just a real fun room. Now, that being said, I haven't decided on what date it's going to be on yet. But I have two dates that I need to try and decide which would be the best. Those dates are as follows. Either... Sunday the 29th of September or Wednesday the 2nd of October. So weird universe, weird community. 
let me know what suits you best. Would you rather go on a Sunday night or would you rather go on a Wednesday night? Now, I bear in mind that on a Wednesday, it could potentially be its first week of October, so there'll probably be a Laverty's Comedy Club. I know there's a lot of crossover listeners who want to maybe do both. So the decision's there. Do you want it on a Sunday or do you want it on a Wednesday? Whoever gets back to me first, let me know. You know, whoever gives me the most info, I'll book it on that day. But it's got to be done on Monday. So if you listen to Monday, holler at your boy, you know what I'm saying? But I'll have a few wee things up my sleeve for that, you know, something a wee bit different. But it'll be a nice time. While I'm talking about gigs, I might as well just plug other ones coming up. I have uh, Pug Ugly's Comedy Clubs back this Thursday, 15th of August, with myself, Aaron Butler, and Colin Geddes. So that's going to be... a really nice time, and then I'm doing a gig in Balmina. That's a shit. I, I, I didn't want to, like again. It's impossible not to. You don't want to go Balmina, hey, Balmina, hey. You know, but you just do it. You can't help it. It's the same kind of way as if um someone says I'm loving it. You'll go do 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 do. Fuck. You know, it's just one of those things. So I'm doing the, the origin of comedy or the origin of laughs comedy club, which is a bit of a mouthful. But I believe it's in a in a venue called The Origin, which is in a venue called The Grouse in Ballymena. So I'll be there. Gary Pollock is hosting it and I'm seeing it. And my boy, my my one of my anointed, selected favourites, is on doing support, William Thompson. So it's gonna be a nice time if you're in Ballymena. But yeah, in terms of that, that's the there's the the upcoming gigs that I know about a few other wee things that I can't like tell you about because I mean I'm booked like a private, you know what I mean? I'm just booked to go to people's parties. Do you know what I mean? I'm just I'm a, I'm a socialite now. People just be like, "Here, can I pay you to just come to our party?" I'm like, "Hey, do you want me to do stand up?" They're like, "Nah, I'd rather you didn't." I'm like, "Grand, I'll come. I'll eat your hors d'oeuvres. I'll drink your wine. See ya." Suits me, but yeah, what a busy week. Uh, Boy Town was great fun. Again on Monday, Lavery's Comedy Club was good. Um, I, you know, I was going as far as to say Lavery's Comedy Club was great, but the night in the hole was spoiled, you know, not by other people or by the crowd or anything. But when I did the gig, had a nice time, obviously sweated my balls and dick off, so now I'm just a smooth-fronted, um, cisgender dickwad, like, right? But, I mean, you got to be careful what you say about genders these days because everyone gets so triggered. Oh, my God, he said he was cisgender and he's not cisgender. Guess what, dickwad? I identify... To whatever it is I want. So I, I'm a bisexual, cisgendered, transvestite, lesbian dude. Alright, so, you know, I don't care if you're offended. If you're offended, you know what you need to do? You need to put your arms as tight as you can by the sides. I know people like me can't put their arms by their sides because my latissimus dorsi would fucking pop out of my spine. Do you know what I mean? If I press down, it would just go, my, my lats would just pop. Let's go. My rhomboids would just tear off my skin and my spine, and I would die. But if you're less bulky, less built, less tanked out than I am, put your arms by your side, jump into a squat position, dive as high as you can, like a salmon, and just land on your neck, spike your neck, and end yourself because don't care, right? So anyway, made my way after Lavery's, sweaty, sweaty boy, wiped myself down, head to the car, thought. Well done, big boy. Good day, good night's work. Good fun. You know, unfortunately for me, it's not as fun gigging as 
it could be because I have like fucking work the next day and I have to go home and can't have any pints. I feel like an antisocial bastard, but you know, it is it is what it is. I have to go my day at work, I'm tired, go to do the gig, enjoy it. When it's done, I'm like, oh, I'm just drained now, I need to go to sleep. So I'm already a wee bit tired, I'm thinking, I need my bed here. A few of the other lads were going out for drinks afterward, or not even drinks, food, kebabs, even more jealous than drinks, right? And I head back to my car, which is parked just off Botanic Avenue, and some absolute, I don't use this word often, cunt, had kicked my wing mirror off my car. Now, what makes me think that someone did it on purpose was that the mirror was obliterated. You know, if you had just bumped in, it would have been slightly bent, but this was completely volleyed off by some... I mean, I'm not one to lay blame on people, but it was either a student or some hoodlum from the Donegal Pass. Now, am I labelling that entire community as hoodlums? No, but I'm just saying where I was parked, the person who did it would probably be somebody either walking through Donegal Pass that way or walking the other way as a student, I would assume. And there are both hooligans or hoodlums, scumbags, bastards, cunts, whatever, because they volleyed my mirror off. They broke the base of the mirror and they actually broke the mirror itself. So that's going to cost me, you know, a tidy packet to fix that. But it just wrecked my whole flipping night. And then I had to go to Tesco's and fucking tape to tape it on because my wife had to take it to work the next day because I had the new car. Thank fuck I didn't bring the new car to Larry's, which I was going to do. I just did this weird premonition that it might be unsafe not that it's ever been unsafe in that position that I parked before but this particular night some fucking asshole like I mean I wish I knew who it was because I mean as Liam Neeson said I would look for you I will find you and I will kill you and I would you know what I mean um, and I mean maybe people think that's tough justice it's a wee bit uh, over the top but I mean you have really upset me so I'm going to really upset you by breaking your neck it goes around comes around you know, so that was very frustrating. Then to add to the matters, the next day, phoned the police to report it. Now, I didn't phone the police because I was like, I need you to solve this crime, police. I phoned the police because I thought, hey, I might need to make a claim on my insurance to pay this shit. Albeit it'll probably be in the excess category and have to pay it myself and it'll be a fucking waste of time. But I phoned the police and the police were overly into it. Do you know what I mean? They were like, I thought they'd go dead on, there's your crime reference number. Now you do know, well not, we're very unlikely to catch somebody and I'd gone, 100% I get you. But they're like, right, where was it parked? And I said, right here, it goes right, whereabouts there? And I went on the, and I said, the nearest marked car park space to Botanic Avenue on Posnett Street. And about 70 times, they're like, oh, are we talking left hand side or right? Beside Marie Curie. All right, okay, beside and left. Uh, beside Mar... Right, what's it matter? Okay, well, did you, did, and they go, did you see any CCTV in the area? No, obviously I didn't scout for it in the dark. You, do you not know this? And they're like, nah, we'll look and we'll see. And I said, dead on. They're like, right. For someone phoned me from the police a bit later. I'm like, right. We're going to come out to your house and do an interview with you about this. And by this point, I'm thinking, why? Like, it's it's not that severe that I need to be interviewed about it. Let alone come to my house in the marked car. People think I'm up to all sorts. Probably money laundering. But they're like, yeah, we need to come around your house. You need to be at your house for six. So lo and behold, I get to my house at six. No sign of the cops. Phone rings. Police, hey, what's up? I'm ready to do your interview. And I go, why are you ringing me when you told me you're coming to my house? They're like, oh, we just decided it wasn't really that important. I said, could you not have just rang me anytime? Or like rang me and told me, hey, guy, don't need to be in your house for this. 
because I ended up having to get Holly brought home from my mum's house because I didn't collect her, so I had to be home in time to make sure that I was there for the police. You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, no. And then they go, yeah, do you know you're apart? And I went, for the love of God, do you have no notes? And I went, oh, I do, it just says you're parked. And that's where I was parked then. Now, you said there was some, uh, there would have maybe been some CCTV in front. You, you said there was CCTV there. I went, no, I didn't say there was CCTV there. I said I was directly opposite a betting establishment, a gambling, an amusements arcade. So I said there might be there because I assume there may be some skullduggery goes on in those establishments. So I just assumed that maybe there would be. And I went, right, okay, let me just phone check and rang and check. Well, I'm sitting waiting in the other line being like, there's a million and one other things I could be doing right here than just sitting. And anyway, eventually phoned me back. And we're like, nah, can't get hold of that. And I went dead on. Next day passes, which is today, Friday. Get phoned again, please. So um, let me just get this straight. Was it in the left hand or right hand? And I was going, oh my God. And then at the end of the conversation, the guy goes, do you know, we'll probably not be able to do anything with this if we don't have any footage. I went, yeah, no, literally just did it so as I could have a crime reference number if I had the claim from my insurance. Do you know what I mean? Just trying to do things by the book. I didn't expect the entire police force to be tasked to this one job. Now, I know fine well that basically the entire police force of Northern Ireland, the police service, sorry, of Northern Ireland were sent to the new lodge to try and deal with a couple of kids on a bonfire. And that went well, didn't it? Fucking disgrace behaviour all around there. Like, why, like... You know, I was giving gyp to the police for what they did with my with my wingmer. You know, for just being into it too much. Although I probably should have been pleased with that, but I was like, why, why, just go and deal with the more important things. Then they sent about seventy five meat wagons into the new lodge, stoked tensions, and then didn't even take the bonfire away. Then fucking we scumbags are out wrecking the place, knifing each other. It's an absolute disgrace. And thank God, um, nobody was killed because it was f- possible. But here's the problem that I have, right? I don't care what side of the divide you're on. I You need to have respect for the police. Do you know what I mean? You can't just be fucking out rioting, wrecking the place and just nothing happened to you. Because, I mean, I always look at the police who are just standing there with shields and I go, how can you just be so chilled? See if I sit there and people are fucking effing up lying at me, spitting at me, throwing stones at me, throwing rocks and petrol bombs. I'd be like, right, take my shield, brother. I'm going in there. No batting, gloves off, bare knuckle. Let's just fucking eat some fist pies, motherfuckers. Boom, boom, boom. That's what I'd be doing. But these guys just stand there remaining so calm. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, things have happened in the past, which I'm not condoning by any means. But do they go to the extent where the physicality is none now? Like, what's, what's dissuading people from getting out and throwing stuff at the police and rioting? Nothing. And, like, half those wee dicks that were uh, out rioting, their faces are clear as day on the CCTV. I'm sure the police had footage as well all over the internet. So why not just flip and go arrest them? You know? And then, like, oh, don't criminalise them. Uh, wh- why? They were being... Their behaviour was criminal. Do you know what I mean? That's the problem over here, I think. If you if anyone gets punished for anything, there's always a reason for it. Oh, it's because it's police brutality. It's because I'm a nationalist. It's because I'm a unionist. It's because ah, you nah, cause you're a dick. Do you know what I mean? Dicks to me are universal. You can be a dick of any race, any religion, any sexuality, any creed, anything. And if you're a dick, because you are something, doesn't mean you just be allowed to get away with it. Like, please, please need to leave me alone because I'm a nationalist dick. Nah, you're a dick. You get dealt with. I can't believe the police arrested me. 
because I am a loyalist. Uh, nah, again, you may be a loyalist, but you're being a dick. You know, uh, the, the, they were disgraceful with me. It's because I'm trans. No, because you're a dick. Because I'm gay. Nah, dick. Dick should precede all. And that was just the problem with now. People just here just think they can get on anyway and never face any repercussions. Well, that's why we need to have real life Punisher characters, not like the pedophiles, hunters, and I, because those guys are just heart attacks waiting to happen. But I mean, proper guys that go in and punish people, you know what I mean? That would be great entertainment. Just make the Punisher in real life, get someone trained up and send them in the areas to take care of business. A lot of people probably listen to that going, that kind of does go on, but you don't call people Punishers, you call them paramilitaries. Hey, I know, I'm trying to romanticize it a bit, you know, but anyway. I don't want to bring the mood down with a bit of fucking gurning. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be a gurn. I just want to get that said and say, if you know who kicked the, the wing mirror off my car, get get me get in touch with me because I'm I'm going to get on a T-shirt with a big white skull on it and I'm going to go and bash heads together. I'm actually going to sit sit down and fart. I'm going to face sit. That's what I'm going to do because that'd be gross. I'm going to get, if I know who kicked the wingmore off, I'm just sit on them and I'm just going to teabag them with my taint. Do you know? They'd be like, not even the bag going in, just the ring. But I'm going to kiss them on their nose with my asshole. And that's the ultimate revenge for kicking the wingmore off my car. But after that then, I went and I did uh, my friend Richard and AJ's podcast um, on Thursday night, which was, again, it's funny, I thought, right, I'll head around to their house, do the podcast, get home bed early. Nah. No, it doesn't happen like that. Richard and AJ were a couple of boys who were in my sketch group, FNT, with me. I know I've mentioned this in the podcast before because I've done their podcast before. But I went and did it again. Once again, it was great fun. The last time I did it, I thought it was one of my most enjoyable experiences on a podcast. Because it's nice sometimes being a guest. Do you know what I mean? Whenever I feel like I'm hosting my weird podcast, I feel like I have to like keep the show going in a certain way. I need to keep things... You know, running of a few things that I need to talk to, we segments I need to go through. Do you know what I mean? And with with this, it's just nice to be there and just tell a few stories, answer questions, and just kind of have a laugh. Do you know what I mean? It's nice to be uh, um, on that side of things. So I was on their podcast, The Wardrobe of Life, it's called. If you want to go and check that out, it's on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud, Spotify, all that jazz. And tell you what, when I got the, it was it's in AJ's house. It was in his garage, but he has done his garage up to be like this like recording filming studio slash you know man cave with a pool table in it bar in it you know it's just basically everything I, I, I want and he's got so it's very jealous went in they have a big sofa they've got a TV on the wall that um, has a logo of their podcast on it you know eclipsing the boy town sign may add and then a wee bar in the corner where they actually filmed the podcast with another TV with a logo on it I'm going these guys are sparing no expense um, and obviously, of course, my fee to be on the podcast was yet grand, but fair play to them. You know, it was, it was, it was good fun. It was good to catch up with them again. We just ended up chatting for way too long, so I had to cut it over two episodes. But um, it was fun, apart from one segment that the guys have. Now, I'm all for people having segments. I'm all for people trying things on podcasts. But these two jerks thought they would play some form of Russian roulette game. Now, unfortunately for me, it wasn't involving a gun. Because, I mean, that would have been more enjoyable had I have actually played real-life gun Russian roulette and shot myself in the head. Because what they played was sweet Russian roulette. So they had 
uh, six cups, you know, those like American party cups, the red cups, plastic cups, it's six of those on a wee spinning board with a sweet under each. And you'd spin it and pick one. I got to pick first, got a brandy ball, very tasty. Obviously enjoyed it, had to stop the podcast because, I mean, no one wants to listen to me sucking a brandy ball. You know what I mean? The thing that you least want to hear on a podcast is me sucking balls, you know what I mean? Um, so we stopped for a minute and uh, they went and they got like a butter ball and a menthol sweet. And I was like, you told me there was a disgusting sweet in there. And then they were like, oh, there is. And I said, yeah, hardly. You know what I mean? Um, so after that, I uh, I had another go and picked up the red cup. And underneath it was just this really nice looking bright green sweet, right? So I went, that, that'll do me rightly, you know? And shoved it in the mouse thinking it was some sort of like, you know, those lime and chocolate sweets. Turns out it was the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my life. It tasted like shit, farts, rotten eggs, and more shit. And I said, well, what the fuck is this? And then I go bite it, and I just, and I did, and it was even worse. It was just multiplied by 10. Apparently it's some fruit, the flavoured sweet that they got from India from someone, and it was apparently the fruit that was used to me. Like, the Indian guys like this. Now, I mean, I've not spoken much about Indian guys being weird before. We all know the Americans and the Chinese are the two weirdest nations. But I went on, I'd forgive this, a go, and it's called the, the puke fruit or the nonny fruit. And I'll tell you what it is, fucking leaping. Tastes like rotten egg. And any time, like, I didn't even chew it. I had to spit it out. It was that disgusting. And if anyone knows anything about me, they know I'm not, I don't spit. I'm a swallower all day. But on this occasion... I had to just get it out of it. And any time I burped after that, it was just like rotten eggs. You know that sort of taste as if you're 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 sick and you need to get an antibiotics? Like, that's what it was like. And I was not a happy camper. Did not like it at all. But they're going to put that, that podcast out on video. So you will see the moment that my, I have the worst time of my life at some stage. And I will share that video with probably just my Patreons because that's where I'm going to share all my content from now on. What about that? Um. But it was it was just absolutely horrific, you know. And I wouldn't I would I would say if anyone wants to buy nonny fruit sweets, you're a horrible person. Do you know that's what you are? So I mean, you just need to the I don't know fuck go fuck yourself because you're sociopaths. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's also a story that I want to talk to you about this week because um, I saw it and thought it was hysterical, um. And I'm going to read it to you now. Right, where are we at? Um, we all know, listeners of the podcast here, that I'm a physique guy. Do you know? We all know, we want to know what I'm getting up to. People want to know um, how my training's going. It's been another good week. I've trained hard. Um, I'm going to enjoy a cheap meal tomorrow night, which will be Saturday once again. Probably not pizza this time. Maybe get Chinese, watch Match of the Day, which I am... S- sexually aroused about coming back I cannot wait for the football season it's been a long arduous summer with no football apart from the women's world cup which was fine but I don't support it as in women's football I just don't think women should be doing anything all right that's my view sorry if you're offended don't care I'm excited to watch the Premier League to see my Arsenal boys back on the pitch this only lasts for about 
a day because then Sunday I'll come we'll fucking lose to Newcastle and I'll be miserable and depressed again but for now I'm full of enthusiasm right that's exciting but I'm in the gym I'm pumping I'm feeling good I'm feeling lean I'm feeling sexy and I was just reading some stories about people who are also working out and then I came across this story headline is as follows teenage girls hospitalised with kidney failure after doing a thousand squat challenge a pair of teenage girls were rushed to hospital with kidney damage after a three hour squatting match got out of hand oh guess where they're from I give you a clue it's one of the weird nations, and it ain't the USA. Zhao Tang, 19, did over a 1,000 squats to be crowned the champion, despite admitting she was not used to exercise. She had challenged a friend to the exercise match over video chat, and both refused to back down. The duo squatted for two to three hours to see who had the best stamina before mutually giving in. Th- to be fair, respect... Um, but in their bid to out-squat each other backfired when they woke up the next day with aching legs and brown urine. Zhao told the Chinese press, This is too embarrassing to say. I was chatting with my friend in Guangdong over the internet. We both didn't want to lose, so we kept trying to beat each other. Something was wrong in the morning. First of all, my legs weren't only sore. I couldn't bend them. And then I went to the bathroom, my urine was brown. You know, I don't know whether that's just her actual urine so dark because there's something wrong with kidneys. Or she um, just refers to her poo as urine, I don't know. But, she, oh no, hold on. There's a Zhao and there's a Jiu. Or this could be the same one. Who the fuck, I don't know. Zhao knew her symptoms were not a good sign and sought medical treatment. And she was diagnosed with rhabdomyolysis, which in uh, layman's terms means being a stupid bastard, obviously. Um, no, that's a serious condition caused by skeletal muscle injury. Jesus. Dead muscle fibres in this case. Due to extreme levels of exercise, she released into the bloodstream, which can lead to kidney failure or even death. Her body was unable to remove the waste, meaning that her urine became tea-coloured. Although kidney damage can be fatal, Zhao managed to get treatment immediately and was rushed to the hospital and treated in the intensive care, where she was hooked up to an IV drip. Fair play. It was only then she rang her friend and discovered she too had been hospitalised in the same condition. Dr. Bruce Cohen, a medical officer for the FBI, told the, uh, the newspaper that getting the condition through extreme exercise is rare. He said squatting isn't usually dangerous, but if you do it for three hours, it's a bit fucked up. You know, so these girls completely wrecked themselves. So what my mission is to you is when you're out there, boys and girls, you're in your string vests, you got your nipples out, they're pierced, they're tied together, you're showing people what you're about, you're pumping, you're shining, you're flexing, you're sexting. You know, that's what we're all about here. You know, just stop if you're getting extremely painful. Like, I did uh, a load of bicep curls this one time. Like, my trainer was like, right, you need to do 100 curls in as many sets as you want. I went, my head, I'm going to do it in one set. I got to 80. About 81, 82, say. And then I thought, I need a break here because my arms are bleeding. So then I did it again. It took me three goes to get... Uh, to 100 so I think I did 80 and then I maybe did or 82 or 3 and then I maybe did about another 10 and then I managed to, the remainder the remainder and then I was done which is fine I was all, all sore you got a real good pump couldn't touch my shoulders and thinking that's good I'm flexing I'm looking good then I woke up in the middle of the night in extreme agony and couldn't straighten my arms I just they were basically I was just touching my front of my shoulders I was touch, touching my frontal deltoids and just going Ugh! and I had to actually Use my hand to push my arms 
open. I thought they'd just been broken. And it was just before I went to on my stag do as well, to Lisbon, so it wasn't an ideal time to not be able to use your arms. Do you know what I mean? You have stag activities to do, you have surfing, you have drinking, you have partying. You need your arms. Do you know what I mean? So it was not a good time for it. So if these guys were doing that kind of shit for three hours, God love them. It can't have been a sweet experience at all. But again, major shout out to the Chinese universe who always seem to do fucking really weird shit for some reason or other, right? Hold on, I'll, I'll drink off, off microphone here. But yeah. Oh, Charlie. I mean, I'm speaking of Chinese. I, I dissed the Chinese. I'm a dog. Charlie's got up from his sleep to look at me to be like, yo, what are you fucking talking smack for? I'm right here. I'm a Chinese guy. I'm right here. I'm chilling out. Why are you talking shit? I said, so- Charlie, sorry. Go back to sleep. Good boy. All right. Listeners, questions. Let's be having you and then let's, let's get this let's get this going soon. Chris Henning. Ha, 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 ha. Gotta love your optimism on a Friday. See, this this motherfucker thinks I ain't recording on a Friday. Guess what, playboy? I am. Yeah? Egg in your face. And hopefully it's just in the microwave egg and it's burst out of the cup because you haven't covered it and you've got stingy face now because the hot egg got on you and burnt you and you're all... But anyway, great podcast last time round and I'm looking forward to the live weird podcast. Um, seeing as you're not a fan of the Patreon fight to the death, what about a live Champions League of weirdos? <clears throat> I mean, I would need to have enough weirdos to fill that out. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know if there are enough listeners to know enough personally about that. But what I might do is just do the Champions League of Weird on Patreon instead. I was thinking about such weird people to put into the pots today, so I, I might just get that done and, done and put it on Patreon, you know? I could deliver that for you, you know, I could, I could do that, so I think I will just pull the finger out and get cracking, um, now I don't really know whether this is some kind of character like my favourite rapper, Takeshi69, but this uh, name username is at K4N364, could just be a robot, it is 2019, the future is upon us, alright, said, do you have a merch line for this podcast, <laughs> or will there be one in the future? Um, keep up the good work, Papa Bear. Well, K4N364, let me tell you this. I do not have an existing merch line for the podcast. I'm very much an economic guy. I like to, to deal in supply and demand. If there's the demand for merch for this podcast, I will supply it. Is there going to be t-shirts at some point? Am I looking at redesigning the logo for the podcast? Yes. That'll probably help with the merch but on the other side will there just be t-shirts probably will there be stringers absolutely there will be a merch line it's down the line so with any luck it'll be sooner rather than later but again that all depends on things such as patreon subscribers so if you subscribe to patreon to get a bit more money i can get the uh, the merch line up and running and um, you and carson has said don't know if it's been talked about but in the 19 years um what's but in 19 years, what's Papa Big Boy going down for in the two-star penitentiary in Ecuador that warrants him to pull a similar stunt to return to the shores of Boytown? Now, this is something I didn't talk about on the Weird Podcast last week, but I talked about it on the Boytown Podcast. It was um, <clears throat> a case of this guy, a Brazilian gang leader, who dressed in a terrible outfit, the outfit of his 
like pretend to be his daughter in this ridiculous rubber mask and we're all laughing and joking about it being like what a fucking hoot this guy is dressed like his how, how do you think he'd get out of jail dressed like that the dick you know stupid bastard right and then the news came in that the guy's dead now so yeah kind of takes the fun out of that a bit doesn't it um, the Brazilian gang leader tried to escape as Claudio da, da, da Silva was found dead in the cell, having been transferred to solitary, solitary confinement after his unsuccessful escape. Gang leader in Brazil who's failed to escape to jail disguised as a 19-year-old daughter made international headlines has been found dead in the cell. Officials found Clovino da Silva dead on Tuesday, three days after he was placed in isolation in a high-security prison. Um, officials said he died of apparent suicide. Uh, Rio de Janeiro's Secretary of Prison Administration had released photos showing De Silva wearing a silicone mask, long wig, glasses, jeans and a pink t-shirt with donuts on it after being caught out. His escape attempt was thwarted when prison guards saw him acting nervously, the Associated Press record reported. In a video also released by prison administration officials, De Silva takes off the disguise and some of the clothes before saying his real name. The 42-year-old, also known as Baxinho, or shorty, and I, I tell you what, Baxinho is what I'm all about. Um, made, just big shout out to my boy Baxinho, RIP. Um, or shorty was serving a 73 year sentence for drug trafficking. He had previously escaped at Rio's uh, Garincha prison, Gerasino prison in 2013 after fleeing through a sewer. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a sad end to what was a great banter story. Our boy Baxinho just deciding, you know, it's enough enough. See, to be fair, if I was 42 and they're like, you're just going to be in prison for another 73 years, I'd probably go, can I just please have the death penalty? Because, I mean, this is just wasting time. You know, and obviously Baxinho's had enough. He's realised he's not getting out and he's killed himself, which was is selfish of Baxinho to do that, you know? Because I was having a great time taking the piss out of Baxinho, but now I feel like I can't take the piss out of Baxinho because Baxinho's dead, and then I'm going to look like a bad guy because I'm making fun of the dead. Fuck you, Baxinho. All right? Peace. Oh, she did get out, though, and just assumed the life of his daughter, and that would have been a nicer outcome to it. Um, <coughs> good show. My boy, Nathan Ogosi. Said, hey, hunk, papa guy. Bit of a question for the weird community segment. Oh, here we are. This is what it is. This has now become the weird community segment. Um, since you've been playing Cupid for Emer, well, yes, that still carries on for sure, guys. Please get in touch with Emer if you haven't already. Take her on a date. Um, Nathan, oh no, I recently lost my job. No, Nathan, I'm sad that you've lost your job. Um, I'm also sad that you weren't able to hook me up with a free sandwich yet. That hurts. I thought we were going to have a special thing there. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry you lost your job, my man. So if any wealthy weirdos out there are looking for a bespoke live-in chef slash manservant slash rent boy, hit me up. Stay sexy. Hashtag weird podcast live. Good hashtag that you're seeing from this now that you it'll be a weird podcast live and I'm into that you're into that I'm in that I'm helping you when you're down having lost your job hopefully you lost your job um for like just economical reasons and not ethical reasons hopefully there wasn't a big a big issue that's gonna you know 
keep you under a shadow, Nathan, because you're a you're a good guy. We like you here in the weird podcast, the weird the weird community come together and offer you a collective hug. But if there are any um benefactors out there that that want a sexy, bespoke, live in man servant sex rent boy chef guy, get in touch with our boy Nathan Concilia. And I mean, in the meantime, what I think you should do, Nathan, is get in touch with your um, mafioso family roots and go out there, maybe, you know, live in the vineyard for a while, drink some of that fresh red wine and just, you know, reevaluate things, chill out, take a bit of a break, don't stress yourself out and just go get back in that job game, you know, because you've got all the skills, I would hire you. You know, if, if my Patreon was live enough, I would, I would hire you as all of the above that you had stated. Um, so, yeah, the weird community out there, come together, get our boy a job. If anyone knows any jobs out there, any chef jobs, get in touch and we'll sort out our boy. Phil McSee said, who gets the better deals? You when you're on Giacomo or Sir Royal Sinelli, Arsenal's head of football? Hey, I'm going to say, guys, straight up, I get some pretty gnarly deals on Giacomo. But... Uh, this transfer window at Arsenal has been extremely, extremely enjoyable. And I mean, I very much like the look of Royal Sinelli now. He has a nice, big, round face. And I like that. I like the, the look of it. I'd like to just go and grab his big, fat face and give him a big kiss because he's done a real good job. Now, all the players he's bought could be shit. Who knows? But he's got a lot of players in a lot of positions that we need. But at the same time... Can you get two black, long V-neck T-shirts for £10 anywhere else? I don't know. But as we sit right now with the excitement of the new Premier League season starting, I'm actually, for a change, looking forward to it. I'm going to say Royal Sinelli gets the better deals. You know, £8 million for David Luiz on its own is a good deal, but for all that banter he brings, oh, it's tenfold. Glenn Lindsay has said, Hello, Papa Bear. I've returned from self-imposed exile from misspelling Elliot a few weeks back. Good. I'm glad you put yourself on that. I'm glad you recognised the error of your ways and self-punished yourself. I appreciate that. Here's my question. As a fan of the Royals, what do you make of Prince George living the gap-toothed life? And sent me a link. Oh, oh wow. Um, Prince George, you know what? He's a fake gap-toothed guy. Go call him out. His teeth are just not grown yet, so therefore he, he's not all about that gap life. He doesn't have a natural gap like I have, where your head's just too big for your teeth. And I have big teeth, but I have a very big head. So, I mean, I think he's a bit of a phony and a, and a fraud and an imposter, and what I think should happen is they should get a replacement of him, put little George in an iron mask, and put him in a castle in the sea to the east coast, or the west coast of France. And then maybe the metal helmet will let his teeth grow together properly and then he can sort of achieve his own destiny and, and get the fuck out of there and apologize for trying to mock the london look that i sport so swimmingly helen h star see i feel like we're, we're just we're, we're in first name terms now helen i don't even need that h star anymore from now on you're just helen like prince like Cher, like madonna like robinho you're helen what's the perfect sandwich Two questions back. My boy Nathan Concilia made the perfect sandwich. That's what the perfect sandwich was. It was, I think it was like a, a chicken tikka, a bit of cheese in it, a bit of, um, what are those onions? T- Tabasco onions or tobacco onions, whatever they are, on top, in the grill, 
pressed, melted cheese, tikka, boom, bish, bash, bosh, the perfect sandwich. But I'll never eat that sandwich again unless Nathan Concilia returns to make it because there's only one there's only one man for me in the sandwich game. It's Nathan. <laughs> I was actually crying, but it sounded like a full snot. Sorry, gross. Um, Gareth Owens has said, Hi, David. A little bit of a slow off the mark with this one. But seeing as the football season's back, should we do a weirdo fantasy Premier League? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Gareth, do you listen to anything I say? You've seen on my Instagram story that I'm recording the podcast now. That's the same Instagram story, my man, that one story back said. Listener of the podcast, fan of football, join Dave Elliott's Weird League before 7pm. You know, and hey, now I'm recording this at what? Half ten. Too late, brother. There's a league that's been set up by my man, Johnny Max. He has set that up. He's got it running. There's about 30 people in the league. And you, mister, have missed the boat. Now, I'll say it one more time. I don't know if you're if you're too late to join. But if you can get in now, you'll not get the points for the first week. But the code to join the league is MBCMDZ. Z, if you want to say it that way. I don't care. I speak how I want because I'm a David darling but um, you, if, you, if you're intentionally trying to piss me off you've succeeded if you're not you're a goat mate you know you're missing out on all the fun so pay more attention guy and hopefully I'll win the whole thing and I'll dedicate it to your stupidity um, Chris Barr said hey Dave hope you're well and I'm not too late for this week's story you just got in in the nick of time um, man is enraged by the sound of chewing and hasn't spoken to his family for four years. Well, um, a man enraged by the sound of chewing hasn't spoken to for four years. Misophonia is a rare mental disorder which causes specific noises to make sufferers panic or become very angry. A man who flies into rage at the sound of chewing hasn't been able to speak to his family due to this condition. Daryl Murphy suffers from misophonia. Um, a mental disorder which causes certain noises to trigger heightened emotional responses, including rage, panic, and the need to flee. Um, the graphic design company production manager has lived with the condition, also known as selective sound sensitivity syndrome, for as long as he can remember, but thought he was just crazy for many years. Now, this is an interesting story because you might have remembered many, many moons ago, back in the 92 episodes of the Weird Podcast, there was an episode that I called Misophonia Lives Matter. I am a misophoniac. I suffer from misophonia. I cannot stand eating noises. Like, if I meet myself and I'm in a quiet room and I can just hear nothing but me chewing, I want to cut my own throat. That's why I get so fucking infuriated by it. I hate the noise of slushing food in the mouth. I hate the noise of my body functioning, like a chewing noise, the swallowing noise, the noise of just like my, I don't know, I hate it. And see the noise of other people eating makes me want to kill them all. You know, so when I eat any dinner, I need to have like a noise on at the same time. So whether that be a TV, some music on my phone, you know, something else on, an extractor fan, windows open, doors open, just commotion going around. I need something. Otherwise, I focus on the eating noise and it just, it literally makes my hair stand on edge. You know, I get so, so annoyed by it. Um, 
But for Daryl, misophonia has left him unable to see relatives due to their throat clearing, Walk out, walked out on dates with noisy eaters and come close to attacking co-workers who collect pens. Um, but he's managed to have a, a relationship with co-worker Kurt Vinn for the last two years after warning him in advance about the, his reaction to extreme sounds. You know? So, um, the question Chris has asked is, what is your pet hate? Well, Chris... You know, it's not a pet hate misophonia. It's a medical condition. I have misophonia. I hate it. And it really pisses me off. But other things that I hate too are lack of manners from people. You know, like, for example, if you were to let somebody out of the street in the car and they don't wave thanks at you, it makes me want to crash into the side of them. Another thing is people who, oh, if a lane filters into one and you are, like... I was driving along the road today and there was very clearly road signs saying that the road is closing into one lane and the fucker's going in the outside lane right to the end, expecting in. I will never let somebody in in that situation, ever. I don't care if it's rude, I don't care if I forced them in. They made the decision, they could clearly see well in advance, you know, and they chose not to do it. Not my fault if I force them through a set of cones into oncoming traffic, you know what I'm saying? You mess with the bear, you get the claw. So guys, that's enough for this week's podcast. I've got myself irritated. I need to go and eat my dinner now. I haven't even eaten. It's half ten. I'm starving. I need to go get some food and get up and going to the gym in the morning. <clears throat> get swole up. So yeah, if you haven't already, subscribe to my Patreon. I'm still on 98 reviews on fucking Apple Podcasts. So get it up to 100. I've told you whoever is my 100th uh, reviewer, whatever. If you, As long as you write a review. If you're number 100 and you've written a review... You get free tickets, two tickets to the live weird podcast. What about that? Who says I don't give gifts to people? Do you know what I mean? I'm a gift giver. I'm like Santa Claus, except younger with a darker beard. So do that, please. Um, you know, keep sharing the podcast. I appreciate when people do that. I love to see the weird podcast on Instagram stories. I love people spreading the word. I feel like this podcast really getting a wee bit of a following now. So when the tickets come out to the live show, get to it. You know, it means a lot. We are the weird community. We pull together. You know, we get people on dates, we get people jobs, we make people happy. And that's what I want to do this week. Make you happy. So make me happy by rating and reviewing the podcast, subscribing to Patreon and spreading the word. Papa Bear, over and out. That's not the noise of a bear. Better. Bye.